1: The Patriot, WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul, FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis.
0: With this the News, I'm Jason Walker. State Department in contact with more than 100 Americans asking for help to leave Afghanistan. The Americans were not evacuated before the U.S. military withdrew from Afghanistan, but Secretary of State Blinken says the
2: administration is in very direct, active contact with the Americans. We're
0: going to be in very close touch, and uh, as they uh, desire to leave, uh, we're going to make sure that we're doing everything we can to help them do exactly that.
2: He also says the U.S. is engaged with international partners in an effort to reopen Kabul's main airport. Greg Clugston, Washington.
0: Death toll edges higher from the catastrophic flooding set off the northeast by remnants of Hurricane Ida. At least 49 people have died. And President Biden has met with officials and residents in Louisiana. This is SRN News.
1: Dennis Prager always delivers wisdom. There is another beginning of wisdom. You are the biggest problem in your life. That is the beginning of health. The left does exactly what ruins people's lives. They teach them that they are not the problem, but society is. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at 11 on AM 1280. The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. AM-1280, The Patriot. Do you need a new battery for your lawnmower? AM-1280, The Patriot. Do you need a new battery for your lawnmower, boat, or motorcycle? Full-Service Battery offers the lowest prices on batteries in town. Need batteries for your golf cart? Full-Service Battery will recycle your old ones and even install the new batteries. Let local, family-owned Full-Service Battery put their over 20 years of experience to work for you. They can even custom build a battery cable if you need it. There's only one name you need to remember for batteries, and that's full-service battery. Search them online, full-service battery. The Patriot 20th Anniversary Gala arrives October 6th and is supported by Pro-Life Across America. Reserve your seats now for this exclusive evening with Dennis Prager and Charlie Kirk at am1280thepatriot.com.
0: The United States has killed Osama bin Laden. Hours after that announcement, the White House leaked that it was SEAL Team 6 that carried out the operation. Al-Qaeda placed bounties on the heads of all Navy SEALs. Then, just three months later...
2: Extortion 17, requesting permission to take off.
0: A U.S. Army helicopter carrying many from SEAL Team 6 and others entered the Tangy Valley. I saw flash, you came
2: flash. Anybody out there, we have a fallen angel, a fallen angel, roger.
0: Extortion 17, the provocative new film telling the story of the largest loss of life in U.S. Special Forces history, now playing on SalemNow.com. Questions quickly arise. Why did it take 17 minutes to fly a 10-minute mission? Was there a black box on board?
1: Every American should be taught about what happened in Extortion 17.
0: What really happened? The SEAL Team 6 that dreadful night. Fallen Angel. Extortion 17. The story most Americans don't know. Watch exclusively at SalemNow.com.
3: One listener that stands out that I worked with was this older couple that was interested in refinancing. They reached out to a few different lenders. And, you know, and Their credit wasn't the best. I know some of these other bigger banks, you just won't hear back from them, which I cannot stand. Not everybody has the 780 credit scores. And just because you don't qualify at one time doesn't mean that you'll never qualify. I'll walk you through what you have to do, whether it's two, three, six months from now.
4: A United, United Faith,
1: mortgage. Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA United Mortgage Corp, 25 Maple Park, Road, Grove, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing
5: information, go to NMLS Consumer Access Federal or Corporate NMLS Number 1330. Equal Housing Lender. I'm licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota,
1: South Dakota, or Utah.
6: Some of your favorite pastors and authors are bringing you their most popular devotionals free. Discover the joy and peace you can experience every day when you spend focused time in God's Word. Sign up for daily devotionals from Crosswalk.com and get inspiration and encouragement sent right to your inbox with devotionals for parenting, singles, women, and more. Crosswalk.com provides spiritual growth for every stage of life. Crosswalk.com is a division of Salem Media Group.
1: Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon, we're where you are. Stream AM-1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app.
0: The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not
3: necessarily represent those of this station or its management.
2: It's time now for Where You Live with Gene Sullivan, the show that deals with the news and events that affect you the most. Whether you rent or own, live in an HOA, single-family home, or an apartment building, Gene will tackle the issues right where you live. So, from the CIT studios, here's the original Man of Steel. Resolve himself, who stands for truth, justice, and the association way. Here's Gene Sullivan.
3: Hey, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Where You Live. I'm Gene Sullivan, broadcasting from the CIT studios. I'm also appreciative that I've got the great folks at Extreme Exteriors, also a sponsor of this show. And uh, I need to... Say hello to the guy that makes things happen for me every week, uh, Trevor K. Uh, Trevor, always good to be with you, man.
2: Good to be here, Gene. What's going on this week?
3: Um, murder Hornets. Oh,
2: you got those at your place?
3: Yeah, no, I don't have oh, good, any at good, good. my place. And uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, th- there's someone that coined that uh, phrase, and it and it's stuck. I think the first time we heard about Murder Hornets were... 2020, last mm-hmm. year, mm-hmm. Uh, with uh, the pandemic, they said. It, with everything else, murder hornets, too. Um, ha- Do you know much about these guys?
2: Uh, I don't. I just saw the headlines last year, like you mentioned, and I think they're big. I think that's all I know. They're big. They're scary, right? Yeah.
3: Yeah, about two inches uh, long. Ugh. yeah, They're pretty... Uh, and, uh, yeah, yeah, listen listen to that. That's just a, a hornet's or a wasp nest. They don't sound happy. No, I don't. I don't generally. <laughs> I don't generally
2: uh, associate happiness and likability with wasps. I don't think I'm. No, alo- I don't I, think I'm alone I, in that.
3: Yeah, turn that up a little bit. Let's hear that. Yeah, that. Um, They're all over, man. That reminds me of a few homeowner association meetings I've gone to <laughs> in, in the past. I suppose. <laughs> it, that's not a pleasant. Not a not a not a pleasant uh not a pleasant sound uh but uh, and who knows how how big they are there are others that are saying they're really not much different than any other hornet but hmm. um they're the uh the the scared de jour i guess uh they got the cool know, name the new thing that we we don't know, and i think it's always true that you do, they do yes. If it was the Tickle Hornets, it wouldn't have the same effect. <laughs>
2: yeah, different picture in my mind. Uh, yeah. But
3: uh, <laughs> di- different picture, yes. Um, and so uh, I, I guess, uh, you know, it's always better the the devil you know than the devil you don't know. Uh, and that's, you know, that's true with people and where they live and whether I, I, my wife and her family are from New Mexico. They have scorpions. Not a big deal. No, thank you. Kind of a big deal because we don't have them here, you know. Uh, so uh, there's always always something different. But murder hornets, I found out that there was, I don't know if it was in Portland, Oregon or uh, somewhere in uh, Washington. They recently found a live uh, murder hornet. And they were able to capture it. And then they tagged it.
2: How'd they tag it?
3: now i don 't know how they <laughs> i i have no i have no idea A little what, what do you what do you use to uh yeah, yeah did you put uh, just uh what do you do to knock it out it 's not like it 's going to cooperate with you, but uh, apparently they were able to do that, and that led them back to the nest and at the nest they found hundred and eighty adults. And fifteen hundred larvae. Mm. So there, there was uh, going to be, there was going to be very uh, soon. Um, uh, man, uh, you let that populate a couple times over, it, you're you're going to have uh, thousands and thousands. And so they were able to get it. They were able to um, capture that and uh, and take care of that uh, uh, that murder hornet. And so. Um, I'm sure there's probably some people that are probably thinking that it was unfair. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, s- s- someone's guy. out there—the the murder hornet. There's advocates. always going to be someone. Yes, <laughs> yes, but uh, th- th- a very small voice they have. So, but uh, that that aside, I uh, hope uh, you you all uh, are to our listeners. You don't have any real pests that you're dealing with this weekend. And why don't we begin, because we've got a great show, a great topic. Let's begin, as we always do, with property management in the news. Property management in the news is brought to you by Will Tarbox from Country Financial in Maple Grove, providing insurance to help you protect what matters most. For quality coverage that's affordable, get a quote from Will today at Country Financial, the number 763-416-5131, and tell him Gene sent you. Our first story today is uh, from Finance and Commerce about two weeks ago, and apparently uh, the city of St. Paul and the the city council there just announced that it wanted to follow suit um, with Minneapolis, and they're changing their ordinance about parking minimums in the city. Now, generally speaking, uh, if you had a home, multifamily home and apartment you're looking at. They wanted to have a minimum of one parking stall for every unit or or home that you had. So, uh, I used to live in an 18 unit uh, condo association. Um there were 18 spots and uh, that were uh off street parking, and I gotta tell you, living in the uptown area, I really appreciated having off street parking because it is a real bear cat, as a lot of people know, living in the city, um just trying to find a place to park during the year when you can park on both sides, let alone after the snow emergency exactly. takes place, and you can only park on one side it's It's just hellacious. And uh, But there is this idea, this notion. We talked about it back in uh, July when uh, Minneapolis uh, is moving forward with it, with their what they call their 2040 plan. Um, they think it's going to uh, take care of some uh, equities and, 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 and some misjustices and discrimination. I, I don't think, I, I think they're using that. As a rationalization, I don't think that's the real reason they're doing this. And now I see the city of St. Paul is following suit. And I think it could be uh, very bad uh, for for people. If you want to find affordable housing, I don't know if you're going to. I think a part of that is the quality of life that you're offering someone. It's going to be parking their car, don't you think, Trevor? I I don't know too many people that do not have a vehicle.
2: No, I mean, especially these days. I was just thinking about this the other day. Uh, public transportation, I'm guessing, has probably slowed down a bit over the past year, and I'm assuming more people are getting around in other ways, and maybe that's vehicles. You know, people who used to rely on buses and the light rail are now like, "All right, I got to get four wheels." It's an assumption. Feels right.
3: Well, yes, I, I, I think, I think you're, I think you're correct. The other part of that is uh can we uh, always say that uh um there's a bus route uh within a few blocks of where anybody lives sure and that bus will take them uh within uh, to, to where they work where their place of business there's not necessarily the the routes taking people to where they need to go and uh or what they would need to do on public transportation in taking Transfers from here to here and here and here and then finally get to where they need to go, they're talking about hours and hours. It's not, it's not uh, useful. It's not uh, certainly not convenient. I don't right? know any business. Yeah, I don't know any business uh, owners uh, that uh, I think they would be more reluctant. I, uh, one of the things we ask for, especially in property management, because we've got to be. In a lot of different places, do you have reliable transportation?
2: Yeah, I think that's common uh, that's on a lot of applications. Part. Certainly.
3: Yeah, and so, w- what's happening here with uh, the uh, city of Saint Paul? Well, we're going uh, we're going to talk about it. What does this mean? The end of parking minimums uh, for the development of new multifamily homes for commercial properties. We'll be talking about this and so much more, but let's take a break. Don't go away. You're listening to Where You Live on AM 1280, The Patriot. Back after these messages.
1: AM 1280, The Patriot.
7: When people can't pay for their funerals,
5: they are buried here. It is a lonely, desolate place, littered with unmarked headstones. No one visits. No one leaves flowers. But it doesn't have to be that way. For as low as $1 a day, you can ensure your family will have the money to pay your funeral expenses. We offer burial insurance plans that pay up to $30,000. Considering the average funeral costs more than $10,000, that's peace of mind for your family. There are no medical exams, your rates won't increase, and your policy cannot be canceled as long as you make your premium payments. Call now to get approved in minutes and ensure your
1: final resting place is more than just a pauper's grave in a potter's field. 800-323-8137. 800-323-8137. 800-323-8137. That's 800-323-8137. Paid for by final expense Direct. You're listening to Where You Live with Gene Sullivan.
3: You know, I uh, that uh, theme song from Third Rock from the Sun, sometimes I feel like an alien <laughs> in our city uh, because of how crazy some of the things are. And uh, part of that is uh, this idea, this notion that Minneapolis and now St. Paul has in wanting to get rid of parking minimums for Multifamily developments, what is that going to mean? And um, I think if people were just to take a moment and think about it, they would uh, realize that these are going to be properties that people are not going to find useful, nor are they going to want. And so it's not not a good deal. It's not affordable if it doesn't give you what you need uh, either. So... um, This is what we're going to be talking about, what's happening here, because a lot of cities have done this. Before we go into it further, though, let's take uh, a moment to give a nod to our sponsors, and that's, of course, I'm broadcasting from the CIT studios. The show's brought to you by Extreme Exteriors. You can always count on them for expert installation, for siding, roofing, soffits, fascia decks, windows, and more. They have a knowledge and experience that can design a perfect solution to make your home beautiful, energy efficient, saving you maintenance and money for years to come. Give them a call at 763-441-1334 and tell them Gene sent you. Uh, Before we get back uh, to our uh, story today... It's time now to hear from the Community Associations Institute. Here is the CAI Minute.
5: Are you a member of the Community Associations Institute? For nearly 40 years, CAI has provided education and resources to volunteer homeowners who govern community associations and the professionals who support them. Visit caionline.org to learn more. The address again is caionline.org. CAI helps community associations board members by providing online resources, in-person training, and hard copy publications written by association members. Management experts, CAI offers community managers professional development, networking opportunities, and a certification program that is established as the industry standard nationwide. Minnesota has its own chapter of the Community Associations Institute to bring resources and tools from community associations around the country right to your home. Visit www.cai-mn.com to learn more and become a member of CAI today. Your community and management company will benefit from your involvement. Join the Community Associations Institute today at cai-mn.com
3: and click on membership. So we're talking about St. Paul City Council just two weeks ago announced it wanted to follow suit with Minneapolis by eliminating parking minimums in the city. Now, proponents uh, for this, uh, removing this uh, parking uh, ordinance says it's going to decrease the project costs for new multifamily buildings. And they said this will in turn increase housing density. And it says it could aid in the affordable housing shortage. And it's interesting. Read the article from Finance and Commerce, August 18th. And it states in there, everybody including the people in the St. Paul City Council says it could aid in the affordable housing shortage they're not saying we know it will aid that's a big difference folks uh and uh you know the city council they don't have any data to suggest that uh that uh, this will be the expected outcome that uh, they're going to have more affordable housing but they're moving forward with it anyway and i think it's just bad business it's bad politics it is someone who has uh got on their um their high horse they've got they've got uh a a one-note issue, and they're not addressing what is really taking place, but they're moving ahead with it anyway. Experts admittedly state that there is little data, if any, showing that such changes will produce higher density and more affordable housing. So if it's not going to do it, why move forward with it? Because it's going to be a major change uh, in the way uh, people live. Uh, and uh, own or rent homes in St. Paul, Minneapolis. But this is this idea of removing the uh, parking minimums. This is the new political idea du jour, okay, uh, that seems to be growing with many cities. It started in Buffalo, New York. It's gone to Hartford, Connecticut, to Santa Monica, California, other cities, but now, of course, to the Twin Cities. And, Politicians are using this, are doing so, because they want to socially engineer and control the uh, behavior of their citizens uh, in, uh, in their city limits. But does it ever work well when politicians try to socially engineer and control someone's behavior? Let me think of how we did that on a huge scale um, about a hundred years ago. It was called prohibition. How did that work out? But we had, at that point, didn't we? Did we not have politicians who said we're going to socially engineer and tell people how they how they should be? And guess what? That... Uh, that didn't work, and why didn't it? That's the, that's the thing that's important that we need to understand. If you're on the board of your uh, board of directors for your homeowners association, you can't be like the uh, city councils of Minneapolis and Saint Paul and say, "I'm going to make an edict, uh, and and now we're going to uh, control people's behavior." Because I can tell you, in over 35 years of property management for homeowner associations, creating a rule or regulation does nothing in getting people to uh, necessarily buy into it and to adhere by it, okay? I think politicians have it backwards. I think boards of directors of their HOAs have it backwards at time. If you believe for one minute that you can change behavior by creating a new law, ordinance, or rule, I think I think that's just ridiculous. And you want proof of that? I, I use this analogy all the time on the show. Take a look at the laws that govern how we use and operate a vehicle. Okay? We get speeding tickets. So every city, every municipality has a law about how fast you can go. But there are how many people that do not agree with that uh, law because they're breaking it all the time. You know that you do as well. And the reason why is you haven't bought in necessarily to... uh, the uh, rule to the limit that uh, the city or municipality had, because you're late to your event, to your function, to work, wherever it is you're going, and you say, my going faster is more important than what the law is. But uh, let me tell you uh, one law that uh, you never see, Uh, The police or sheriffs handing out a lot of tickets for. And that's people driving in on the other side of the road in the wrong lane. Why is that? People buy into that because they know that there's some really serious instant consequences. And so what you need to do. So I'm not saying that you, you shouldn't have laws. We do need laws and laws are set and established to help us define what's important to our society and to this group, whether it's a homeowner association or a municipality or a state or uh, a country. But you need, but for it to be effective, setting laws and changing laws all the time does not necessarily change the hearts of the people that you want to act differently. And that's a different proposition. So uh, things uh, are backwards. We've got politicians now who want to fundamentally change the way people live. They want to have them um, um, giving up on cars because it's going to be uh, better for the environment. Although nobody in City Hall is going to give up on their cars. they Because no, you ask them, you ask any politician, well, I'm different. I need to get to different places it 's important for me, but everybody else they can just uh, they can just use public transportation, they can walk, they can use a bicycle, and we want to make things uh, uh densely populated because otherwise it 's called sprawl. Why is it called sprawl? I think Minneapolis calls it sprawl because it 's commerce an activity that's not taking place in the city of Minneapolis. But I tell you what: uh, people that see increased housing in Coon Rapids, that see increased housing in Rosemont, that see increased housing in Chaska and Chanhassen, what do the people in the city uh, at the city hall in those cities think? They call it progress, not sprawl. They call it progress. So one city's sprawl is another one's progress. Can we can we get that? Can we put that in our head? For some reason, uh, we allow ourselves to think, oh, anything that's going to be outside of the city, a major metropolitan city, is just wrong. No, that's just those politicians wanting uh, uh, wanting a larger base, a larger tax base uh, for their programs and for their city. I don't know that uh, there is uh, anything here to that. So we need to take a look at what's going on with parking minimums. What is it going to do? We'll talk about that more, but looking at the clock, we need to take another break. So let's do that, and uh, don't go away. We've got so much more to talk about here on Where You Live. See you in a few. AM
1: 1280, The Patriot. Meet Tim. Hey, what's up?
4: He's the person you hired for your digital marketing strategy. And when he's done battling aliens on his PS5 in his parents' basement, I'm sure he'll get right to work. Now, meet the team at Salem Surround. What's up? nationwide exposure experience and expertise let our team of experts focus on your digital marketing strategy so you can focus on your business it's an easy decision
2: to learn more about salem
7: surround call 651-289-4418 651-289-4418 at cit we understand that in life change is the only constant
1: You're listening to Where You Live with Gene Sullivan.
3: This idea of removing parking uh, minimums in St. Paul, Minneapolis, I think is absolutely absurd. I think it's going to have uh, the opposite effect that the people in City Hall want And the articles, read the articles, folks, any of them. They say, use the word could, because none of them know. They don't have any data. They don't have anything that shows that what they're doing and the path they're going down, all it's going to do is cause more congestion, more confusion, and more people wanting to get out of the city, not in the city. If uh, the city thinks that by people moving out, it's sprawl, and I said, Minneapolis sprawl is called progress in Rosemont, Minnesota. It's called progress because more people are moving to Chanhassen and Chaska. So uh, you know, let, let's be careful here. But the idea uh, right now, and this has been in place for probably over a half century, a number of cities going back to the uh, '40s and '50s, because the auto. It was after World War II. The war was over. Things were booming. That's why people who were uh, children of uh, those adults, like uh, my parents were, were called boomers because we were in a booming nation in a booming time when things were were happening. And uh, the automobile was very important. Still is. If someone thinks it isn't, uh, they don't have their head in reality. And so uh, over 50 years ago... uh, uh, half a century ago uh, cities like Minneapolis st. Paul said we're going to ask for one parking stall per apartment unit and one car stall for every 400 square feet of commercial space so uh, think about that uh, if uh, you know if you get uh, if you get uh, you have 1200 square feet of space you need four parking Four stalls. Uh, you have uh, twelve thousand square feet. You need forty stalls, okay? Um, and uh, that is the way a lot of cities have asked for uh, permits uh, to be uh, uh, to be uh, when they were pulled for buildings for commercial or multifamily. They always looked at that. So the idea de jour with politicians now goes like this. They said, if we get rid of this idea of having parking stall requirements, that means that the person developing this new property can save on average about 20 to $50,000 per parking stall. And, um, the 50,000 would be if it's underground parking or tiered parking it's going to be a lot less if it's uh, other and they said because they're going to save money on on parking that means the cost of the project costs less because the cost of the project costs less now uh they don't have as much uh debt and a bank loan that they have to pay on it. So that means they pay less on that, which means they can pass on the savings to the renters. We're going to get affordable housing, yay! But does it ever work that way? No, not in a free market. The monetary value someone places on an item is dependent on how how wonderful and useful that item is for that person. If it's not wonderful or useful, they don't put a, a, a very big uh, a price on that. Now, you can, of course, take away the free market, and some politicians are trying to do that, and then you can force people to do things all day long. But it's not based on, uh, on a person's individual free will. You know, we have politicians who are trying to socially... Uh, Engineer and change our behavior. In this case, whether or not we should own and or use private transportation. And they will force this change in our behavior by trying to add a few other ideas uh, and that they have in their bag. And, and removing the parking requirements is going to be one. And if you think that um, now that uh i th- think about it uh there's a brand new property 30 units and there's no parking okay not everybody uh and and the uh city of st paul thinks that most pe- uh, most of these people who need affordable housing don't have vehicles that's not true the data shows that that's not true and what is the person going to do when they find out that there's no place to park their car? They're not going to rent that place. And if they don't rent the place, guess what? In the free market, the developer who uh, was promised all these good things is now not going to have a place that's empty. And so now you're going to have a deterioration in the city. You're going to have um, uh, people who are not going to use buildings and unused buildings. Are a bad sight. We know that, and we see that, and we see that happens in neighborhoods. And so, that what they're doing with this idea of this uh, removing parking restrictions, I think, is going in a wrong area. The other thing I want to uh, point out is that I think it is, uh, I think what is the most disingenuous aspect of all of this, and why some politicians push this agenda. They do so, and listen, they do so in the shroud of language. Because when you control language, you control, you, you control the, the, the topic. Uh, and so they shroud it in language that they're fighting for racial justice. And when I think the uh, assumptions that they're making, they're false, and they are right down discriminatory in nature themselves. To say that just because someone is low income and uh, it's a disproportionate amount of people who are of uh, uh, minority races that have low incomes, uh, therefore there is a great uh, inequity. And so we're helping them No, what you want to do is control the constituents in your city. And there are politicians that just want to do that. It has nothing to do. Uh, with uh, with racial equity, oh, they they will they will put it in the shroud of that language, but it has nothing to do. Um, there is, uh, if you remember, folks, uh, an article that was also in the finance and commerce uh, newspaper that I talked about back in late July, talking about this issue. Um, right now. Uh, The finance and commerce in this uh, latest uh, issue, this is August 18th, St. Paul Ends Parking Minimums for Development. It says there, it gives the quote, that 30% or better of all low-income families do not have a vehicle because they cannot afford it. I want to say prove it. Where is your data? What studies did you go to? I think that is called uh uh you know uh pfta plucked from thin air uh kind of quote here are the quotes that I uh talked about back in July and this is again from associated press that finance and commerce was uh uh, uh was also echoing and that was uh joe calabresi the ceo general manager for the Greater Cleveland Regional Transit Authority. He said, We've seen a noticeable ridership drop-off based on a number of factors, and the shift in auto ownership is definitely one of those factors. Evelyn Bloomberg, researcher at UCLA, stated without hesitation, Increasing car ownership, particularly among lower-income residents was the biggest factor in declining transit ridership in the entire southern part of California. Did you get that? How about Sarah Jo Peterson, urban planning and transportation consultant in Washington, D.C.? Folks, these people are not... Uh, the, these are people who want to see public transportation take place. They're all in, but they are looking at the data. And the data does not suggest what our politicians are saying. Sarah Joe Peterson, urban planner and transportation consultant in Washington, D.C., said, We saw a brief rise, just a brief rise in 2016. Of the zero-car households, we asked, is this a fundamental shift in thinking? She came back and said, no, it's pretty clear. It was just the economy. The idea of car-free living has pretty much collapsed across the board throughout the country. Research is clear that there is a very strong relationship between having a car and the likelihood of getting a job for low-income households. So they're going on a premise that they can't back up and wanting to set policy for something that's going to make life more miserable and they're not going to get accomplished what they want, affordable housing. We're going to talk about this more. I need to take another break. I need a moment. (laughs) Uh, Don't go away. So much more here on where you live after these messages.
1: AM 1280, The Patriot.
4: Hello, this is Jeannie Sigler from Extreme Exteriors.
1: Are you ready for a life-fulfilling getaway where you can join renowned Bible teachers, best-selling authors, and award-winning worship artists in breathtaking locations? Sail the Sea of Galilee, gaze at the majesty of towering Alaska glaciers, or bask in the warmth of the Caribbean sun. Christian travel is the best way to see God's creation, and Inspiration Cruises and Tours will provide unforgettable moments just for you. For more information, visit inspirationcruises.com or call 800-247-1899. you're listening to where you live with gene sullivan
3: can i get a heyo like uh ed mcmahon would have uh, done uh, for johnny do you, do you remember that uh Trevor no you're probably you you probably didn't uh you never grew up watching Johnny Carson.
2: No, I unfortunately I missed that. I I've, <laughs> I've heard so many great things but was not a part of my uh my adolescence.
3: Oh, okay. So, yes, uh, it uh, uh another uh a, another uh event out of time for you. But in force, yes. Folks, uh yes, uh, but folks uh thanks uh for uh Making, uh, listening to where you live here a part of uh, your your time here on Saturday. I, I always appreciate when you do. Uh, please know that uh, for listeners, if you miss uh, where you live because you're up at the lake on the weekend, uh, you can always get uh, a uh, another uh, airing of the show on Saturdays that we do at 10 a.m. Also on Sundays at 5 p.m. here on the Patriot. Been talking about uh, the removal of parking stall uh, minimum requirements, and I think it's just a really bad idea. I was just quoting a number of people who uh, themselves uh, want to promote, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, the uh, uh, buses and 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 uh, and uh, and the transit system that's available, but they say. With what we see the the numbers just aren't there. I also point out to another article. this was in June twelfth The Associated press uh, was uh, the headline said parking reform could re- could reenergize downtowns again, the word could because nobody can tell you that it will. They're hoping that it will. The article was written by Dr. Daniel Baldwin Hess. He's the chair for the Department of Urban and Regional Planning at the University of Buffalo, New York. His research addresses the interaction between housing and transportation. And isn't that what this is all about? Minneapolis and St. Paul City Councils, you want to increase affordable housing, you want to uh, see things become more vibrant, what you're doing is the exact opposite. Here's a man, Dr. Daniel Baldwin Hess, chair of the Department of Urban and Regional Planning at the University of Buffalo. He himself is a leader advocating for wanting to have the uh, uh, ordinances Uh, removed for parking requirements because he is hoping that it will herald more affordable housing. But at least he himself was intellectually honest because this is what he wrote in his article. Remember, this is what he does. This has been what his doctorate is all about. This is what he teaches. He's the chair of urban planning. At the University of Buffalo, this is a guy who who uh, ought, we ought to be listening to. He himself really wants to do uh, this thing with removing the parking requirements. But what was his quote? June 12th, Associated Press, he said, But despite growing support for parking reform, there is little data showing how such changes affect urban development. He was being at least honest. He says, we don't have any data. We don't know that anything um, is go- good is going to happen. But like a lot of politicians, they don't care, right? A lot of politicians, they talk about it so much, they just say, well, we've got to do something. And then they're more and then they are ready to to uh, uh, cock and crow uh, at uh, election time saying, well, I did something for affordable housing. No, you didn't. You did something that you said was affordable housing, but you didn't know what it was going to do. You didn't know what the effects were going to take place. And nothing has changed. And yet you want to be reelected and put in that position again? Folks, we need to seriously take a look at what some of these politicians are doing. I could have told you myself in my observations as a management firm for multifamily housing. Now, uh, get this: at New Concepts, we we have close to three hundred homeowner associations we manage. A good number of them, um, you know, uh, the the uh, the uh, uh, bread and butter. Of what we do, our townhome associations in the suburbs. We're talking Coon Rapids, Richfield, Bloomington. We're talking, and we're talking about these were. Do you remember uh, these two f- um, builders are not here now, but really big uh, for so many years. Rotland Homes, Centex Homes, and there was a certain type, a certain style. In the 80s and 90s, that was done again and again and again. And you've seen it and you see it every time you drive into these um, uh, into uh, these suburban areas. And that is a 12-unit building. And, they, uh, and, and And so there will be a number of 12-unit buildings that will make up the Homeowner Association. All of the units in the middle have a one-car garage. The only ones that have a two-car garages are the ones that are on the end, if you were lucky enough to get that. All of these homes were built for first-time homebuyers. So it was affordable housing. Guess what happened as they were being built? Um, in Burnsville and Egan and Coon Rapids and all of these. The Met Council came in and gobbled up a number of them. And if you live in an HOA, there's a number of you that know that uh, early on, the Met Council did that because they wanted affordable housing. And there was affordable housing, not in the city, but in what uh, Minneapolis would have called the sprawl, what Coon Rapids called opportunity. And But the Met Council bought these, and they're being used for people who are in low income. But guess one of the things that I found out? Uh, this statistic that 30% of lower income uh, families do not own a vehicle? That's ridiculous. Folks, you go to any of these properties, you go to any of my competitors in and ask them, uh, do these types and styles of properties... Is um, one of the biggest issues they deal with is parking. Why? Because there's cars, cars, cars everywhere. There, uh, the people have more cars than they have places to park. The idea that uh, there is a no that uh, people of lower income do not have cars does not make sense. It does not make any more sense than saying that a lower income person. Uh, doesn't have an ID either. and so that's why we can't have uh, uh, require that for uh, registration for voting. Uh, if, if people who are uh, folks that are uh, in that category, in that protected uh, class of uh, lower income, they ought to be offended by people that that, that uh, say that. You don't have cars. You don't have the ability to to get your life together. You do, and you're moving out to what's called the sprawl because you want a better life for you and your children. You have a car or cars because you need to get around, and that's a part of life. I think this is a bad idea. I don't think Minneapolis and St. Paul have got their heads on straight. Well, anyway, that's all we've got for time today. Thanks for joining me. Have a great weekend, and uh, I look forward to having you join me here next Saturday on Where You Live.
1: Sightseeing in Paris, at the Mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM 1280, The Patriot, at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app.
0: This is Al Momberg. This coming Sunday morning on the World of Aviation, We'll learn about the early days of, as we knew it then, the Confederate Air Force, known today as the Commemorative Air Force, which was the southern Minnesota wing of the CAF Ghost Squadron. One of the original members, Jerry Hahn, along with Kent Smith, will join us. Kent has written the book, I See No Problem, which is a complete history of this fabled organization. Join us Sunday morning at 10.05 for the World of Aviation, here on AM 1280, The Patriot. Join the Patriot
1: Freedom Fan Club for prizes, contests, quizzes, and more. Plus, get exclusive access to pre sale tickets to events. It's free to join, so visit AM 1280 thepatriot.com today. Celebrating